This podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors and Dakota 283 Kennels. Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushman Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushing and Dustin. Hunters, welcome back to another Flushing and Dustin podcast. Tonight we have Jamie and Nick. Is that correct? Uh, Nate. 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 I knew it was Nick or Nate. Uh, from or on Instagram as Cranbrook oaks aws so the aws stands for american water spaniel so definitely be sure to go check them out super excited to have both of them on we haven't had an episode uh reference the american water spaniel breed so we're really excited to learn about them uh so if you guys could give us a rundown uh give us some background sure so obviously i'm jamie um married to this guy next to me um, I'm actually originally from South Dakota, but came up to the Twin Cities to play college hockey and stuck around. And I'm a nurse practitioner full time. So that's my day job. Um, and then met this guy. Yeah. I'm Better watch out, Nate. She'll fucking check you in the boards if you're not going <laughs> no, to behave. She's done, she's done a time or two for sure already. She doesn't let me get away with much. Uh, but I'm originally from Wisconsin. Uh, the northwest portion of Wisconsin, small town, born and raised. Uh, uh, work kind of brought me down to the cities, and that's kind of where I met her. Did you meet her at a hockey game while she was uh, playing? No, no. Uh, I would have been too scared to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we met uh, out one night. We did we did talk hockey and then we talked a little bit of hunting and whatever, but mm-hmm. uh being she's from South Dakota and I'm from Wisconsin. Uh yeah. so yeah, it, it's fun, you know. But I'm a I'm a chef in the cities here. Oh nice. So oh. I do a lot of cooking and it's it's a lot of fun. So she gets she gets to fix people or fix me if I get hurt and I get yeah. to cook dinner. Nice. <laughs> I'll have so, to have you back on and do an episode of uh, recipes that you do yeah, for big birds. I'm I'm working I'm working on a few here and there. So heck yeah, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun. That sounds nice. awesome. So you guys are running two American water spaniels, uh, Winnie and Rhett. Mm-hmm. Give yeah. us a rundown of that breed and what drew you to them. You want to start with me? You can start. All right. Well, what really drew us was the the versatility of them. Uh, When we started looking for dogs after we got married, uh, we kind of wanted a hunting dog, but we didn't want a huge hunting dog or a bigger breed. We live in a metro area. We're in the northeast metro of Minneapolis, St. Paul. So we wanted something that if we didn't have time, would fit and be compatible on our lot size that we have in our box, which is just under an acre, but it's still, you know, in a metro area. So we didn't feel it was fair to a bigger breed as much as they should. We wanted the versatility of a hunting dog uh, because we like to hunt. So I grew up hunting, you know, grouse in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm a big 
big game hunter in Wisconsin, so deer. Um, but, you know, we wanted something that could, you know, do pheasant or ducks in South Dakota from where she's from. So we kind of just got, you know, did, did our due diligence here. You know, we looked at Springers, we looked at Boykins, and we kind of settled on, you know, not settled, but we decided on the American Water Spaniel, which happens to be the state dog of Wisconsin. And, you know, they're a little bit yeah. bigger. And how big is it? How, roughly how big is that dog? How much does it weigh? Uh, so Rhett, our male, weighs about 44. Mm-hmm. His, you know, that's his hunting weight. Right now he weighs about 44 and a half. You know, nice. when he's not running, he gets up to, you know, 48, 49. My sister, who's a vet, says he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Winnie runs at about 30. So. Jeez, big difference. Yeah. 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 And I mean, she, and she's, she's lean right now. Cause we've had two or three hunting trips with them. So, you know, I mean, she, at the start of the year, she's probably at 34, 35, but then she's leaned down because we've had, you know, we've hunted yeah. a number of days already. So. Nice. Yeah. How old are they? Winnie is three, mm, three and a half, three and a half. Yeah, she'll be four in May. And Rhett is about. She'll, it'll be three in April. Three in <laughs> April. Yeah. Nice. Are you guys playing on breeding or? Um... Yeah, that was, I mean, truthfully, this kind of turned into a spiral effect for us. I mean, like he said, we got married, we wanted a dog and then it spiraled into getting a dog. And then it was like, this is pretty cool. And then we got another dog. <laughs> and then everyone was kind of talking about breeding them because American water spaniels are pretty rare. Yeah. Um, you don't see a lot of them. You don't see a lot of them out of the Midwest. And so we kind of have been uh, encouraged to look at it. And so we've been doing our due diligence and research and doing the OFAs and the eye tests and everything. And so far, everything's checked out on both dogs. And so our hope is to breed them. We would like to, we think it'd be an interesting pairing between the two of them. Um, But again, we want to make sure we're, you know, keeping the good bloodlines alive. And if there's any problems to not move forward. that's our plan. Yeah, and we, and we say we yeah. say we find it would be an interesting pairing based on their tendencies when they hunt, yeah. which is Rhett's more wide open and he'll run and run and run and run, and then he'll sit down and observe. Mm-hmm. And Winnie is slower, more methodical, and uses her nose a lot more. So I feel like when we're pheasant hunting, Rhett stumbles across birds. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to say that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he kind of just runs. It's, it's go or nothing for him, really. And Winnie, she uses her nose. And when she starts to get really birdie, she starts to oink. It, it's when she oh, really? breathing, it sounds like she's oinking like a little <laughs> pig. And her tail and her butt start to wiggle really a lot. Mm-hmm. And then she'll pounce to flush the bird when she finds it. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's it, it's cool. fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch their tendencies. And Rhett, he's starting to figure it out this year. It took Winnie probably... It, it, into her second season to figure out her uh her nose and Rhett's starting to figure it out this year too mm-hmm. but he's definitely more of our uh laid back slash go dog so he goes but then he's laid back so he we plan on using him more for our waterfowl hunts and okay. stuff because that's more his bloodlines from what they did with the water spaniels his mom and dad so nice do you guys do how much of each do you do of waterfowl and upland? Is it a pretty even mix or? It's more uh, more upland right now, um, just for the basis of time issues and stuff. 
Yeah. Um, we just don't have time to get out and scout as much as we would like to and figure, you know. Did you go out to South Dakota or do you still go out to South Dakota? Yep. Go out there quite a bit. Yeah. I actually just went on my first waterfowl hunt. Mm -hmm. I had never done it before. Um, we went out to South Dakota a couple weekends ago and brought our two spaniels, mostly ran Rhett just because of his training and ability. Um, but I had a blast. So now I'm addicted. Now I want to do it more. I was yeah. going to ask you what um, yeah. you thought of it after your first time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to see a lot of birds. I, I waterfowl hunted when I was younger and stuff, but we never, we don't get to see the numbers you do out there. So when you get to see a flock of 200 mallards coming in the land into a feed field, <laughs> it's, it's something else, you know, yeah. and to sit there it, in, I was kind of in awe because it was his first waterfowl hunt. So I wasn't running a gun. I was just, you know, I was running him just to yep. make sure everything was good and mm -hmm. everything. Because we had the opportunity to do that. Normally, we probably wouldn't. We'd push the limits a little bit, you know. But we had the opportunity to where we didn't both have to carry a gun. So I was running him. And it was fun just to sit there and watch him and watch the ducks and just watch him figure out that I can't move mm -hmm. and just watch him watch all the different, you know, birds fly. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Do you, what a, so obviously you guys running upland and waterfowl, what type of training are you doing for your dogs to run the differences? Yeah. So, you know, being us full, full-time jobs, really, yeah. uh, we did send both our dogs out to professional trainers to get nice. foundation bird dog intro, um, to really focus in on that because truthfully we didn't have the time for it and if we wanted the caliber of dog that we were looking for that's what we needed to do um, the same thing with my lab i sent yep. them away i just yep. two kids and stuff it's it's too tough it's to, hard it's, yeah it's it's hard it's hard to send them away <laughs> but knowing what they're doing and what they're getting out of it it, yeah. it yep. only benefits us too yeah. so it, it, yeah. it's worth it for sure but i mean i could so you can definitely can... train them but yeah. it wouldn't be it'd be a super long process because like for me it'd be two maybe three times a week yep. instead yep. of every day repetition yep. repetition yep yep and you know when they come back we get our things to work on our exercises and so you know we're doing um right now our big thing with retina now is working on whistle whistle sit at a distance, yep. getting him focused on handling at a distance. And, you know, it's interesting because I think you see it a lot in waterfowl with blind retrieves. Um, we actually have found it really helpful in upland field. So for example, this last time we were in South Dakota, him and I pretty much spread out and our dogs were on the line. But if say a bird goes down and I need to get one of our dogs over there, he can whistle sit Rhett and point him in over in my direction. Mm -hmm and he'll That's come nice. on over. So it's, yeah. it's, it's nice to have it in the upland too. And I don't know if a lot of people utilize it a lot, but I see it a yeah. lot in waterfowl. Yeah. yeah. So diesel can do, he'll do the same thing. I can sit him and give him hand signals. I used it. I've only had to use it once <laughs> yeah. in the seven, in the seven years I've had him, uh, bird went over the fence and I had to get him through a fence and I was yeah. able to, to cast him to it. And that was the only time I had to ever use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I find, I find that, a lot of the times it's not needed as much as you think it would. I, and that's my opinion. I mean, we've, like I've said, we've only hunt, waterfowl hunted a hand, you know, once or twice with them now and we didn't need them, you know, but it, 
it's definitely utilized. We use it more in the upland field and yeah. it, it, it's paid off drastically for us there. So we're ha we're happy that they can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, how do they handle like the, have you had hunted big water or anything with them with their size or they handle ducks pretty well? Yeah. So they, so Rhett handled while well, Winnie can too. We've had, uh, so up here in Minnesota, there's a, a thing. It's a outdoor game fair. It's called game fair USA. Or oh yeah. yeah. yeah and it's, it's, in, it's in August and they have all these different dog stuff. And we ran Winnie and she, she did a full-size mallard and they, they've nice. both done hunt. They've both done hunt tests mm -hmm. and passed, you know, they're both almost done with their started on the UKC side. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So we plan on hitting that COVID kind of slowed everything down that way mm -hmm. with this kind of stuff that we had planned. Um, but we look forward to this next spring, next summer to really kind of hit that and you know, we find it interesting to do that. It, it gets us out training and, you know, it, it helps with our training and it forces us to give them time because we want them to succeed as much as we want to succeed with them. Yeah, for so sure. I, I think it really doing hunt tests helps and they both have done that. And they, we, we, they've used full size mallards for that and they don't they don't seem to have a problem yep. now we we haven't got on geese yet and i've seen so rhett's dad is was there he's originally his bloodlines are from kentucky and they do a lot of goose hunting late season goose hunting down there and his dad is a phenomenal well was he just he just passed away uh got hit by a car i think oh geez um but uh yeah it was some uh but he was a phenomenal goose dog Nice. So that's, you know, in, in Rhett is technically on the bigger side of the breed standard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all about that heart that they have, man. Yeah. 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 They want to pick it up. They're going to pick it up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That, that'll definitely be exciting. Get a, one of those big birds. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Half little as little much as that. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. But we need super cool. the more tenacious, the more tenacious, tenacious dog yeah. when it comes to fighting a live bird or a, or a, a winged bird or anything. Yeah. She, she's the one that'll power she i've watched her power right off <laughs> a winged bird so it's, nice. it's it's fun to watch yeah it's crazy the different mentalities that dogs uh possess like even just yeah. like from mine to tyler's and then we just hunted with another buddy this past weekend matt um and his he has a black lab and it's just crazy how they're all like diesel like you were saying uh winnie She's more methodical using her nose. Diesel has become that way too. He wins everything. Like he won't run very hard. Nose up, wind in, mm -hmm. kind of trots through. Oh, he's on a bird. Like then you can tell yep. it. So instead of going, you know, hell on wheels like they do when they're young, he's now become more methodical and feels it's, it's cool to watch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys is how's so Minnesota, they started upland season what at the beginning of October, uh, mid-October? mid-october mid yep nice mm -hmm. how has your guys' season started so far so we've actually done more of our hunting in south dakota nice so we've um it's been good I, we yeah. haven't done any fields here in minnesota yet no i think usually we try to do some public around here but and we do that more late season because then uh our dogs are prone to burrs oh yeah <laughs> it's a nightmare so we kind of wait towards the later end of the season and as I said earlier, I'm a big uh, deer hunter in Wisconsin, okay. so I try yep. to do most of that 
early on and then pheasant season runs you know yep. first weekend in january so i do G december and all of december we do pheasant hunting in minnesota so mm -hmm. nice. yeah how many trips out to south dakota you guys usually take a year we mm -hmm. average three mm -hmm. um try to hit four and our fourth one usually is in january because they extended the season oh yeah yep and our dogs are cold weather dogs yeah our oh, dogs yeah. will hunt in zero degree weather, no problem. Yeah, yeah. we understand that. <laughs> yeah, it, they, pr they prefer for the it. cold. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. When it's so 40, 30 and 40 degrees out, that's almost too warm yet. Yeah. yeah. This past weekend, we were out and it was 65, yeah. 70 at one point. Yeah. And oh. our dogs did fine, but I mean, you could just see the difference in yep. their durability throughout the day. Yeah. And I mean, we're hunting at, 10 going till dark yep. you know and you got two little dogs but they hunted all day but man that heat is just hard it's hard on them yeah you give them a good break over lunch and they're all right but are they yeah, it's definitely tough are they hard to see in the grass being as as smaller they are or is it do they work close enough that you don't really have that issue they typically work close enough but uh we had an instant this uh, this last weekend where winnie got on a runner and it was, it was a running rooster and she got way out there. And it just so happened that she clear, she went through a clear spot and I go, oh, she's way out there. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just gave her a quick little toot on the whistle and she came running back. Yeah. Nice. But uh, yeah, typically they stay within, you know, the, the shooting range, yeah. you know, the 20, you know, max 30 yards, depending on the cover. If it's grass, they kind of stretch a little bit. They push the limits. But that's just because it's easier for them to run. But yeah. say if we're in cattails, they're 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 not much more than 10, 15. And typically you can hear them. And you know, we've also debated on getting, you know, little GPS collars or tracker collars for them just just for that fact. We haven't pulled the trigger on them yet, but we're just, you know, safety <laughs> issue wise, you know, yeah. they get they get a little skittish every now and then if they get tangled in the cattails and they we don't know where they are they don't know where they are they just yeah. kind of sit down <laughs> until yeah, we, we you know we bought a so sport dog has an upland hunter uh collar system that has the beep locate okay. beeper yeah. on it yeah we'll help without it yeah we we bought those at what last year nick i think yeah and man it is it's so nice like there's times we can't see our dogs, you know, and you just hit that locate and you're like, all right, there one's over here, you know, the other one's over here, whatnot. And yeah. I've always thought about the GPS just because it'd be cool to see, you know, how many miles they're putting on or yeah. th that type of information. But if you're just looking for something that to locate your dog somewhere, mm -hmm. uh, that Upland Hunter by Sport Dog, it has two different loud settings or two different beep settings. One's loud, one's medium yeah. and man you can hear them you know they'd be 80 yards out and you can okay, still yeah. hear that beep so yeah. it's it's super nice to have and they they've honestly started listening to like if i beep them mm -hmm. and i've seen diesel do it too where nick will beep him with that locate button and he'll actually turn around and come yeah. back so it's yeah. that's what we use with our yeah. uh sport dog collars there's the beep function we, on there we have a tone yeah. as, so we just tone know, them we tone more than we do anything else if we yeah. have to you know and then we just you know nick them if if they don't listen and that's yeah. not very often anymore so yeah it's, it's nice the the collar systems that these companies have come out with is <laughs> oh, crazy. crazy you know which I, sport dog are you guys using 
Uh, we just have the Sport Hunter. Was it like eighteen twenty five? Just we bought the big one just in case we get yeah. a different dog that wants to stretch. Yeah, you know we can still. Control. I think you can add that locator okay. to that receiver okay. if I remember right. Um, especially if you don't have. Yeah, to you just gotta link them like Bluetooth almost. Okay. Yeah, I just don't remember how the setting is set up on it, but I'm pretty sure you can use it on there. Awesome. So. When's your guys' next trip off to North South Dakota? December 7th through the 12th, I think yeah. it is. No, we're just going to miss you. We come back yeah. December 3rd, December 7th. Yeah. December 3rd. Okay. All right. Yep. Right that weekend. It's, yep. it's kind of our, that weekend is kind of our uh, traditional weekend with his Wisconsin friends. Yeah, so a bunch of my, bunch of my buddies from Wisconsin get together out there and we try to have a little fun with you bird. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> I think I saw last year, is there a certain bar you guys go to or a place you guys stay? Yeah, yeah. so we so we so we stay, it's called the Bird Dog Inn. Yeah. Shout out to Garrett. Yeah, he's he's the guy that owns it's actually out there right now and he's been sending me pictures. Bird numbers are normal or above out there right now around nice. the area we hunt. Um, mm-hmm. but it's in Irwin, uh Irwin, South Dakota. And this he's from originally from Pennsylvania and he just he was out there hunting and found a house that was super cheap and he bought it and he kind of turned it into a do-it-yourself little hunting place that you can rent. And it's all, you know, mostly public land. You know, there's some farmers around out there that yeah. hunt their land and stuff, but it's it's a lot of fun. So there's it's like a town of 30 people. And there's a, a bar, bar, a bar, a church and 12 houses <laughs> always got to be a bar yeah <laughs> yeah so we always go to the bar and we're always the only ones in there but the, the people yeah. are super nice and we get to just have a good time and let loose so it's it's a lot of fun so mm-hmm. that is awesome we, so i see that's on well i won't have people look up Irwin, but i see that's on kind of the southeast side of south dakota I would be more north well it would north be, of brookings yeah east central i would say yeah Nice. Yeah, so that, it's about an hour if you go. It's about an hour west of Brookings. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah. So what's a what's a couple of your favorite stories with bro with both Rhett and Winnie? Give us separate ones. Um. All right. So this last. <laughs> so we had a we had a hunt in October. Uh, we went out there. It was the second weekend of pheasant season in South Dakota, and we were on uh, some private land with a friend of her dad's. And there was a cattail slough down down this hill, and we we're lining up. We had our blockers lined up on this, and we we're just going to walk this edge, the edge of the cattails, through this grass to a shelter belt, through the shelter belt. So we had our blockers ended up on the end of the shelter belt, and. He's like, all right, I want you with a dog to go down by the cattails. So I took both our dogs because she wasn't even carrying a gun. I was just taking pictures. She's like, I'm going to carry a camera this one because we don't ever have an opportunity to do that either. It's always phone or whatever. And whenever I take, I don't ever carry a phone or a camera because whenever I pull it out, something flushes and then I miss it and I drop my phone and I lose it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'll take the dogs down. Rhett loves thick cover. Winnie's not a huge fan of it. She'll do it if you're in it with it with her. So I was sending Rhett in and out of this cattails and it erupted. It erupted. <laughs> erupted. Like it was a late season. I thought it was late season, but it was the second weekend of the season. And there was birds everywhere, hens, roosters. 
I, I was shooting my semi-auto like a single shot <laughs> trying to reload trying to reload and i i knocked a couple down in the cattails and you know we had three or four dogs including yeah. ours and they were just in and out looking for these birds and we just let them hunt and hunt and hunt and i was like i know where the one landed so i started walking but then i hit water so I'm like, uh, I'm backing out of here because I've done that rodeo before. Uh, yeah, Tyler has fun. too. So, oh, so I got, no, I got another one for you after this one, but I'll let her tell hers. So anyways, we, we, got, we got going and we just let the dogs hunt and hunt and hunt. And Rhett finally, he came out, he had a feather in his mouth. I don't know where he got that. He sat down next to me. He's like, I think I got it. I'm like, no, buddy, you don't have the bird. And then all of a sudden, Winnie comes just struggling through the cattails. And she, she found, she found, we found, ended up finding both of them, but nice. this one I thought, I thought, cause I didn't think I, I knocked her down hard, you know, so I thought it was still maybe alive, but I think it just got tangled up enough to where it slowed it down and then she caught it, but it was a good, it was a good search about 10 minutes. And that was probably one of my coolest memories of her because she was, it was muddy it was thick and she doesn't like thick. So for her to go in there and hunt an area as long as she did yeah, really, really made me happy. And I was super pumped when she came out and I don't think Jamie believed me when I told her about it, <laughs> but we, yeah, we ended up getting a video of her coming out of the cattails and it, it, it was super cool. Oh. Nice. So do you feel like the bird numbers in South Dakota are based on your first trip there? Good. I think this year and from what we've talked to people and like her uncles and stuff who live out there still, they think it's going to be more affected next year mm -hmm. because of the drought this year. Oh. And that's just because the food and the cover throughout the summer wasn't as ample as it normally is. So I think the broods on the hens, you know, got hit, pretty got hard. hit hard this year mm -hmm. compared to years past. So I don't think as many chicks lived. But we'll see, you know, I mean, I, that that seems to be the tendency on people we've talked to out there. I mean, but as of right now, the numbers are pretty good, good, yeah. if not better than last year that we've seen. You guys can I ask to hunt private, public? Both. Both. I would say both. both. 50, 50. Depend, depends on the trip and who we're with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what's one of your favorite oh, stories? Yeah. So, well, mine was with Rhett. This was our, my first waterfowl hunt. And that was special for me because I'd never done it before, but basically, you know, we're going into this waterfowl hunt. I'm asking a million questions because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like we're doing ground blinds, never been in a ground blind before in my life. And we had spent this probably two months before it really <clears throat> working with Rhett on the blind being stable and steady and not breaking. And so I was, when we were the, the morning of, we were going to go out, I was like in pure anxiety mode. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not going to do good. This is going to be embarrassing. Uh, and he, and I was like, I don't know if we should hunt him. And he's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just chill out. I'm like, okay, fine. We get out there. And I'm still like, maybe we should leave him in the truck. He's like, no, we'll be good. I'm like, okay. So we get out there, we get in the ground blinds and he put, he gets in his little hut and Thankfully, he's not carrying a gun, so he can just run Rhett. But it was so cool. You know, the birds came in. I got to shoot. It was my bird that Rhett retrieved, but he stayed steady. He didn't break. He waited till he was called to go, went out and got the bird and came back. And it was like, okay, this is pretty sweet. Because I think for us, it was the accumulation of all the work. And you guys know all the work you do with your dogs and the time you spend. And 
you go out in the field and maybe it doesn't go exactly the way you want it to, but that was the best. It happened almost every time we go hunting. <laughs> never, happened, <laughs> never happens how I think it should. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, like they always say you, you can never train for the live situation, right? You no. never can. It's true. And, I mean, this kid, this dog's not used to 30 birds coming at him at once and, or Multiple birds that fly off. by him that are too far to shoot. And he's looking at us like, why aren't you shooting? Like what's going on here? I mean, he's conditioned to upland hunting. Birds come in, you chase them. We're not used to 30 birds coming to us here in Iowa either. It's just <laughs> usually singles. I mean, I've been to yeah. Iowa, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some like decent like parts of the state. <laughs> There's some yeah. decent parts. Yeah. We got into them last weekend. Oh but. God, yeah. There is there is more than thirty birds in that field that we had. It was uh, it was Actually, fun. That was crazy. Field. And yeah. how many dropped? Oh, we got six. the limit. The limit. Oh, all right, limit all right. there you go, boys. And we didn't so. we didn't lose one bird. We yeah, ended up getting awesome. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's always successful. It's nice when you six up, six down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we Absolutely. got a woodcock that day too, so that was pretty neat. That's yeah. pretty cool. I'm, you I'm guys. Guessing- I've yet to shoot one. I've seen them a whole bunch while I've been hunting, and it never clicks what it is until it's by me, and I'm like, "There it is." Tyler actually yelled, "Did you shoot too, Tyler?" I did. Well, yeah, I I think you shot. Then you yelled, "Like, I think it's woodcock." And then I looked at it, and then then I shot it. Yeah, they're (laughs) neat little little birds. Yeah, big old beak on them. Big old beak. Yeah, looks like a hummingbird. It yeah. does, yeah. A overgrown hummingbird. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So obviously you guys have a few trips planned for the rest of the season. Do you go are you going anywhere outside of South Dakota? Are you not, gonna come to uh, Iowa this year? Not this year. Well, maybe we would. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we well, need an invite. <laughs> yeah. It's it's is there I don't know much about Iowa besides it's really good deer hunting, but that's hard to do. So yeah, it's going to be very hard to get on yeah. private ground. Deer yeah, hunting. deer hunting yeah. is like uh, it's, a, it's a, uh, you know it's like it's sacred, sacred around here. Yeah, it's sacred yeah. around here. Yeah. That's what we've heard. Uh, there's no, I mean, I think the bird numbers in Iowa this year are actually very good. Um, just from what the pub, the few public grounds that we've been on. Uh, we've capitalized and seen good bird numbers and then the private ground that we've had is is really good like the you know you talked about south dakota having the drought and uh we had a drought this year but it didn't come until like later in the summer so i think we had enough rain and crop growth and cover to support Mm -hmm. the broods um so I, I mean, I think we're going to in the, the grass this year is the, so like I've gone to a few public places. I went last year and gone there this year and the grass this year is like way over top of my head and it's mm-hmm. super thick. So, I mean, it sucks for hunting purposes, but for bird cover, I mean, it's absolutely yep. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to, right now it's kind of tough to, to know for sure how great, can't say great but good great the bird numbers are because there still are a lot of crops in around here yep. um yeah i mean we've been we've only been on one well you guess you went to two i've only been on one public ground we got three roosters off it and the woodcock yeah. off the public but everywhere we've hunted so far this year we've had private ground yeah yeah, yeah. And, i think uh, too just the conservation efforts that really mainly in south dakota that's just because i know it but 
that they've done to really maintain and, and acquire more habitat, I think is what's going to help bolster up the rooster and pheasant population yeah. and hunting in South Dakota. I mean, that's their main revenue for income yeah. is yeah. that sport. Oh yeah, and, for sure. You know, Andy got the, the governor yep. that loves going out. <laughs> I mean, you got her out there with a boss shotgun hat on yeah. and walking out with roosters out of a field. I mean, that's, that's our governor. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've, we've actually thought about coming up to Minnesota. We've, because the southwest part has a decent amount of public yeah. ground access yeah. there. Um, yeah. And we've heard that, I mean, it's, it's not South Dakota numbers and North Dakota numbers, but I have heard that the public land numbers there are actually pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and so this, this year, it, sound, it sounds like the roadside counts and everything were way up from last year, especially down in the, south, in the Southwest side from what I've been reading. And I think that is, you know, and we drive, we drive down to Albert Lee and then over on 90 and you just see, you see public land along the interstate yeah. and it's all pheasants forever owned land. Yeah. So I think pheasants forever in Minnesota is just take is, you know, doing a lot, you know, and then, you know, the flushes here, Minnesota bound, you, you have all these TV shows that are based out of Minnesota yeah. that are big upland shows or people that do it and so i think the exposure uh really helps as well because people are starting to say hey this is another way to draw people to our state other than the pro sports teams or whatever else they come here for and yeah. i and and, and it, to my opinion it's it's good it's mm -hmm. good and it's cool to see and just drive around you know the dirt roads out there yeah. uh, and see the public access just grow and grow and grow and see a bird fly in there and try to go get it, you know, and, and yeah, that's we, literally we what we did that, last year. We love that just as much as seeing 200 birds in a field by Aberdeen, you know, yeah. we, we were talking to someone not too long ago and like, how do you like pheasant hunting? Like, we love pheasant hunting. We love seeing birds. We love shooting birds, but we also love the grind, the grind of it to where you walk you know 10 12 miles a day and shoot one bird but the dogs have a good time and they love what they're doing and to us that makes a hunt more than a limit some days you know yeah. and that's why we do it it's it's funny you say that because nick and i literally just had so we got our limit on saturday and we literally just had this same type of conversation of you know if we literally if we went out every time and limited out it wouldn't be fun yeah it's like oh i'm always limited out but the fact that you get you know you have to work for them mm -hmm. you have you know your hunts don't go perfectly as planned you have birds flush wild blah 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 you know like mm -hmm. that's what brings you back it's yeah. you know and the dogs are learning you're working mm -hmm. you know it's all that stuff but yeah if you went out and you knew you're gonna limit out in two hours every time it's like oh yeah. it's What's the fun in this? You know, now, now, or, now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I had a exactly. Whole, I had a whole day, I had a whole <laughs> day planned, and now I, I got to go drink a bunch of bush lights. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do in Iowa drink bush lights, I guess. Well, Nick likes yeah, scooters. Yeah, but... I'm doing that right now for, for the farmers. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's right. Yep. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and something else that we uh, like, we were super patient this past weekend. Um, yep. We didn't kill ourselves, we didn't kill our dogs. And everything just 
I don't know. It was just something how it all kind of fell into place. Because yeah. normally, like you said, we'll we'll go hit one field, hit another field, hit another field, hit another field. Well, it just turned out that it was like, oh, we actually gave our dogs about oh god, it was about a three hour break midday, yeah. um, getting into this farmer's field and stuff, and then went in and got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty neat. We got to we sat in the farmer's cornfield, so he had got I don't know probably an acre left of corn uh to pick maybe a little more than that and then but his switchgrass that he had butted right up to the corn that he had to pick so it's kind of like yeah you know we were thinking of when we got out there we were like well, let's go see where the field is so Nick was actually drove around and he saw four birds fly into the corn that wasn't picked and we're like all right well we better yeah. just sit here and wait you know yeah. and uh so it took him a while to get through it because we they had a really bad windstorm this summer so a lot of the corn was laying flat but the last pass that he was going towards uh the switchgrass field guy but there was 50 60 birds that just came flushing out the end i was like oh my god this is gonna be amazing you know and they all went right into that switchgrass and it was about a 40 acre plot yeah Um, so we didn't didn't really have to work super hard for for those birds, which is kind of no, nice we did not we did not we did not pay for these birds. They it was they were all wild. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was it was pretty awesome just seeing them all, you know, kind of like a picture, a painting, you know, where you see the combine and the birds flushing up around yeah. it and whatnot. It was it was pretty neat to see. I'd never I've never seen that many birds come out from around the combine and you know and and then you know we waited to hunt that field and the farmer offered for us to ride on the combine or stand or stand <laughs> yep. at the end of the corn yep. and shoot them as they come out and we said no i said we're gonna work our dogs and we're gonna hunt them yeah he actually gave us a really good compliment he goes most people that would you know he said he doesn't let a lot of people hunt but he's like if i'm doing this they do want to just sit on the combine they, they don't actually want to hunt yeah. Yeah. yeah they do the easy and way so, instead oh, yeah. of I've going in get your, that. Yeah. Get your dogs getting your dogs work and and doing it the right way so i mean if we would have came out of there and saw all their birds and not got them all well, i mean that's just that's just what it is try again the next day now, yep. now it comes down to the shooter not the dogs <laughs> that's right well, tyler didn't even shoot on saturday so that's probably <laughs> out. i didn't even i don't even know i pulled the trigger once on the woodcock and i missed all right. yep. so i, I, tell, I tell you i tell you we got into some huns in south dakota that first oh, time nice. we were talking about and i tell you the speed that they fly compared to a pheasant <laughs> i was way behind and i go man i used to shoot grouse. i shoot, shoot grouse all the time like oh rough grouse i'm like dang these things are fast took me <laughs> a few awesome. to figure it out I, <laughs> yeah i got my first hunt on that south dakota trip too so that was kind of cool so, we got our first ton last year in iowa i didn't even know what the hell it was at first <laughs> yeah like we didn't even know if we should shoot but we knew that it, it made a noise and we're like what huh? and then okay we shot it um because i kind of thought it was a pigeon or something coming up out yeah. of it and i yeah. ended up yeah. getting it so jamie did you did you uh you grew up in south dakota did you mm-hmm. hunt birds before you two met or um not as much as i do now uh when i was younger i was an athlete so i spent every spring summer at the soccer field and then i spent every fall winter at an ice rink so i never had time 
Um, I would do it with friends, you know, here and there. The big thing we would do would be road hunting because you can legally oh, yeah. road hunt in South Dakota. Yep. So that's where I always, I mean, that's where I learned to shoot shotgun, you know, running around on dirt roads on the back of pickups and then got to college, you know, college athlete. That was pretty much my life. And then after college ended, it kind of felt like I needed a new hobby and something to do. And I knew I wanted a dog and met him. And then it just, the pieces just kind of fell together that he wanted is, a bird is dog. Is he the, the dog hunt. you're looking for? Or are you, that's something else? <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's an end to a means here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just kind of worked out. And now, I, like I said, it, I, it's, I'm addicted. I love doing it. I, I'll, I mean, if he's working a weekend, I'll grab the two dogs. We'll run over to some public land that's close to our house and just nice. try our luck. And I'll just run around with the dogs for a little bit and try to shoot some birds. So I love doing it. I would do it every weekend if I could. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. One of these, one of these days, we're all going to get just paid to hunt. That's what's going to happen. It's, yeah. it's my dream, that's, right? That's, that's my retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Once, that's why Cranbrook is starting, right? Yes. That's, yes. Yeah, that's... So where, a, I think maybe you guys said it. Where where did the name Cranbrook start so at? That's the street we live on. Okay. Here. And then the Oaks. So my hunting cabin in Northwest Wisconsin is called Twin Oaks. Okay. So then there's a bunch of like twin oak trees, white oak trees that drop acorns. It's crazy in the fall. But so we kind of took where we live now in a piece of my past and my hunting growing up and put it together as Cranbrook Oaks. Nice. And then the water, American water spaniels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, don't, it's, I don't know if I would it be that means, great if it, it means something, you know, like yeah. it, it, it it's cool to have little pieces of history, I think, anyways. Yeah. yeah. So have you completely changed subjects? So have you gone uh deer hunting yet this year? I I have not actually gone deer hunting. My my dad has been sending me pictures of deer <laughs> because he should have been up here this weekend. And I was in South Dakota. And he should have been up here. The rut's hard. The rut's hard. And pictures of deer. Nah, but our our gun season starts a week from Saturday. So oh wow! I go back. I go back to that and then maybe do a little late season bow hunting depending on pheasant trips or you know yep. hunting around here but yeah uh, this year's been a little slower year just with uh work opening back up a little bit and just you know we've had a few more bird trips planned with the dog right now that kind of takes our priority which i'm not mad about you know so yeah i mean i i agree i mean just take your dog out and just hunt with them i mean i used to bow hunt and all that stuff too but I don't do it anymore. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to take the dog out. and I'd rather do that any day. Yeah. yeah. And one of our weekends was occupied with bear hunting. Yeah. So, so oh, that, man. how'd that yeah. go? It good. So, well, we both, we in Wisconsin, it's a lottery system. So we both ended up drawing this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that, it, it was a little bit of a fiasco with both of us having <laughs> tags. But I have a buddy who has hounds that we run, we run the bear with the hounds. And so that is a lot of fun to watch a different style of dog. So like they, he'll just, he'll find like a 12 hour old track and he'll put a dog on the track and it'll just Mm -hmm. run the track, run the track. And all of a sudden it'll uh, switch flips and it starts barking and goes, Oop, he's on the bear. I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, it's on the bear. And then it just chase it until either a catch it on the ground uh, or goes in a tree. And then you go look at it. If you want to shoot it, then you decide if you want to shoot it. 
So she actually got to pull the trigger this year. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a slower year for that, for whatever reason, I think the acorns fell. So they weren't hitting like the bait that they put out to find the tracks. They weren't hitting the bait as well as they normally do because the acorns fell. So it was a little harder to find, but she got to uh, experience her first bear kill. Yeah. And it, it was fun. It was fun. And normally I would have taken it away from her, <laughs> but it was, it was, I wanted to be there and I had to work the next weekend. We were able to go up there. So I wanted to be there when she shot her first bear. Nice. So I let, I let her shoot. Yeah. It was fun. Well, that was nice, yeah. Brownie yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> I try you shoot when it I out can. of. I try when I can. <laughs> Did you shoot it out of the tree or was it on the ground? Out of the tree. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. What yeah. what type of what type of rifle you guys are you using a rifle? I'm assuming. Yeah, yep. a Tika firearm. Yeah, she has a six five Creedmoor. Oh nice. Yeah, and I I shoot a two seventy, uh, that I actually won at a. Ducks Unlimited banquet when I was hey, can't beat that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, but so we try to diversify our hunts as yep. much yeah. as we can. What type of what type of dogs are they running for bears? Uh, is so there only has, one? Yeah. So he has tree walkers and Say that again. So he he has walkers, uh, tree walkers, and then plot hounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. And then. They, he's had a few oopses in the kennel behind the house so he has mixture of both but he yeah. likes the mixture so <laughs> but it's fun to watch different style of dogs yep. doing what they're bred oh, to yeah. do yeah yeah i so mean like, these dogs will run 15 miles for one bear yeah so like the plot nice. the plots are runners uh and so they just run and run and run and run and then obviously the the treeing dogs are a little slower a little more methodical use their nose to find the track and then they they really get on it at the end when it gets tired and put it up the tree and keep yeah. it up the tree. So do, do they are they similar to like coon hounds? Yep. Yep. Build. Yep. Okay. yep. Build wise, yeah. So he actually has, I think his girlfriend just got a red coon hound yep. or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. So that that'll be in the in the pack this fall. So it'll be fun to see that little dog run. Yeah, that'll be really cool. So that any is, other that is interesting. Yeah. So you got bear, pheasant, deer, anything else in the future that you guys want to go after? Uh my dream hunt would be uh, oh that's I would say an elk hunt wherever in the West, but I would also like moose in Alaska or that'd be cool. Yukon. And I want to go to Texas and do sandhill cranes. Ooh. I think that'd yeah. be you can That'd go to Canada. Awesome. You can do those in Canada too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think it'd be super fun to do a sandhill crane. <laughs> yeah. I've heard they're the ribeye of the skies. Yeah. That's, so good. that's what I've heard. And everywhere they, I see them, they're they're on the endangered species list everywhere I see them. So oh really? Yeah. So they're they're protected in Wisconsin. Okay. I, I'm not sure about Minnesota, but yeah. I did not know that they were protected yeah. throughout the Depends I mean, on the state. Yeah, depends yeah. on the state. So the state of Wisconsin has them protected, so you can't shoot them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I know. Like I, when I seen people hunting them with dogs, they always have the dogs wear the rec specs because they'll yep. freaking gouge yeah. their yeah gouge yep. their heads. I I heard they're mean. Yeah, yeah. mean. Thing. Like dogs have been dogs have been killed by them from yeah yep. like live ones trying to fight them. Yeah, really crazy ass <laughs> birds. Yeah. yeah, that's for they're sure. They're huge. Well, yeah, yeah they're beaks. You know, they're yeah. Yeah, yay they're long. Like, 
They're like mini dinosaurs yeah. in the sky. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> It'd be fun. It would be fun, though. It would. That would be a lot of fun. Texas has think, some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I, I also think the mallards in the timber of Arkansas would be a really fun hunt, too. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. That'd be, yeah, really, cool. be really cool. So, I mean, we have a few on the list there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. For sure. For sure. So, Iowa at some point now that we yeah. talk to you guys. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. I know that we always tell people we want to get a hunt in, but it doesn't seem like anybody wants to make their way up here oh, or down will. here, I guess. Yeah, oh, we'll, we will. We road a, trip. Yeah, it's only a couple of hours from here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that ain't bad. No. Yeah, we, we could probably go up to what the northwest corner up where there's a lot. That's Spencer, that's a, that's, Iowa. Yeah, that's probably the best hunting in Iowa is up that go. way. Yeah. take 90 over then drop down yep i'm be... from sioux falls so i oh nice I've, oh, yeah i've skirted right the there. iowa corner a couple times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't stayed for long <laughs> yeah there's a casino there <laughs> there is yeah yeah mm-hmm. so well we appreciate you both of you for yeah. coming on to Thank the you podcast very much. talking about your dogs obviously your haunts that you guys are going to want to do um definitely very interesting i love watching the those little dogs work and getting to learn a little bit more about them and um, where they came from and whatnot. So hopefully all your health checks pass yeah. for all of them. And you guys are able to uh, get your kennel potentially going. And yeah, if, if anyone has any questions, don't uh, hesitate to send them our way. We're yeah, for we're, sure. We're on Instagram all the time. Well, okay. Mainly Jamie. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I try to do my best. Uh, to be on there but i can we can answer questions if anyone that you know has any or anything okay. like that. yeah so, for yeah. sure don't yeah because don't be shy we don't know anything about them so nope. we will definitely send them your way <laughs> perfect <laughs> but again we appreciate it yes thank you no very much flush them and dust them yeah Have a good night guys thank All you right. thank you bye